my sake, I only had News one eye. Talk Radio 610 WIOD presents the best of Neil. That's right, we're slapping on a tape because Neil called in sick. It's just a cold, so nobody panic. You'll be back on Monday. So if you missed it the first time, here it is again. The best of Neil on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. Hi, this is Larry King, and they don't come any better than Neil Rogers. Women adore him. His lust is unquenchable. His animal magnetism knows no bounds. He's a man. He's a beast. He's Bullwinkle. Oh, Bullwinkle. Are you okay, dearie? Oh, Bullwinkle. Dear, are you having an asthma attack? You are. Somebody call an ambulance. All right, girly, now take a deep breath now. Yes, that's right. You can talk dirty to Bullwinkle, too. Have the moose with antlers satisfy your every beastal desire. Don't stop. I'm almost there. You're almost here? Boy, if I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Bullwinkle, make me scream. Well, okay. Your credit cards have been revoked. Yes, talk dirty to Bullwinkle. Call 1-900-MOOSE-ME. $2 the first minute, $6 each additional minute. The moose is waiting to talk to you. Hurry up and call. I'm in the mood. Call 1-900-MOOSE-ME right now. Happy birthday to Cheryl. Happy birthday to me. We share uh, a great birthday here, the 5th of November. And, of course, when you reach the big 5-0, man, it's like uh, entering the hallway to death. You can just look down the hallway and see the Grim Reaper standing there. Or is that, uh, is that the Grim Reaper or is that Mitch Lewis? One or the other. Hard to tell. I do want to say this right off the bat, that the uh, newspaper coverage of radio in this market, I'm talking about in South Florida, is so Bush League and so amateur hour. Even you people on the West Coast, maybe you don't appreciate it, but in uh, the Tampa Trib and the St. Pete Times and even in this creative loafing thing, uh, Tom Velveeta faxes me a thing from, uh, what's the date on this? Creative Loafing, November, today, November 5. Eating Around by Joyce LaFrey Young. Beef of the Week. And she says, by now most of you have probably heard the irreverent but never irrelevant Neil Rogers misspelled, corpulent host of Miami Radio's WIOD, simulcast on Tampa's WSUN. Having lived in Miami for half the last decade, I'm a closet listener of the radio guru, ba-ba-ba-ba, she goes on, and mentions the fact that I talk, she says I go on for hours, I don't think so. But I have mentioned several times San Pellegrino Italian Sparkling Natural Mineral Water, which you will get in Italy, and which uh, they do have in like uh, Pubix and Winn-Dixie and some of the stores here. And so basically the essence of her article is uh, how great it is and that they shouldn't serve it with uh, ice cubes in restaurants and ba-ba-ban, how, uh, yeah, all this other good stuff. But you actually get a positive mention in a Tampa publication, which over here... Almost never going to happen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and I pick up the Sun Sentinel this morning and thought that we were going to get a positive stroke or two from Pat the Bitch Curry, who writes on radio. She wouldn't know a radio if it fell out of her anus, okay? I'm serious. If she stood up straight and like a little old transistor radio came plopping out, she wouldn't uh, know what the hell to do with it. Uh, charity Drive raises funds for a homeless shelter. And she's talking about our Camillus House Drive. And I thought, this is really great. And you read the first several paragraphs. And, of course, she has to throw in a shot in there about uh, the thing with the boys and the Ballad of Pee Wee and about copyright and the federal suit, all this other crap, which she is just obsessed with that. Nobody else cares about it, and they all know what it's, what it's uh, much ado about nothing. But she has to get that in there. She cannot write anything about WIOD without taking a shot. 
And she even gives the address. She tells you how much uh, for the T-shirts and the tapes and ba-ba-ba. My suggestion is to give Camillo's house the 20 bucks and tell WYOD to send a shirt to the shelter and all this wonderful stuff. Then she goes on to say, Barring that, here are some handy uses I found for the unsolicited Rick and Sud shirt WYOD sent me. Oh, by the way, before I read that, I just want to say that the two assholes that called Rick Riley in the 2 to 2.30 half hour when I was driving home yesterday, you people are so predictable, it's just pathetic. Sucking around, oh, yeah, Rick, I was uh, throwing things at the radio and screaming at the radio. Neil has no right to rip you, and you did the right thing, and it was cute, and it was cool. Yeah, right. You people are such a bunch, you callers of professional butt suckers, that it's amazing that your lips just don't invert. You keep it up, you're going to wind up with Tinkerbell's palsy someday. Anyway, she says, here are some handy uses I found for the unsolicited Rick and Sud shirt WIOD sent me. One, vehicular appearance enhancement. When the car needs a bath, old Rick and Suds fill the need nicely. Two, community service. When Habitat for Humanity of Broward County moved its office, a combo of Rick and Suds and a caustic cleanser handled the mildew in the refrigerator. And three, warm fuzzies. My personal favorite, Rick and Suds work great on cleaning up cat vomit. So here she is, allegedly writing something positive, but she just, it hurts her, it pains her so badly that she has to throw in as many shots as possible, okay? So I don't know, and then she goes on about WIOD's Elaine Ettor going over to uh, WINZ, and one of the most pathetic bunches of crap, and Elaine is whining about the fact she gave two weeks' notice on Monday, and we invited her to say, hey, there's the door, honey, get your ass out of here and your nose, the new one and the old one. And don't check the foreskin at the door. And she says this is the first election she hasn't worked in 11 years. Henry just told me, or somebody was telling me, she wasn't even scheduled to work the election Tuesday night. She says, I guess they thought their coverage could survive without me. Oh, Elaine, if you only knew. If you only knew. Somehow we managed to survive. So I don't know who the bigger sleazebag is, Pat Curry or Barry Jackson, who I find out now used to be an intern in our newsroom. And I have no recollections of him at all. And then they tell me that he was uh, like his head was like six sizes too big for his body and was really ugly. That's why I don't remember him. And he, if he's not on the QAM payroll, I mean, then nobody is. That he just obsessed with WQAM. If they had one listener for every word that he's written about them in the last year, they'd have like a three share, which for them would be a miracle. Goldberg has wild ride at news station is the headline on his comedy, which we'll get into in a second. Barry, you are like, you're like a child. When are you going to grow up, Barry? When are you going to find a life? When are you going to get with it? Crapital Records presents the Beach Boys as never heard before. The Endless Binge is now available for a limited time. Wouldn't it be nice if we were sober? Maybe then we could write some new songs. We apologize for Singing their way to the top and belching their way back down. Uh. Beer, 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 beer in a can. Beer, 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 beer in a can. Beer, 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 beer in a can. Beer, 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 beer in a can. You got me bobbing and a weaving soon. I will be heaving in a can. Beer, beer, beer in a can. The Beach Boys, Endless Binge. Oh, where could the John be? Too much old granddad in me My bladder's about to explode But I'm holding my own Losing the fight No bathroom in sight Yeah, yeah 
Well, I'm so coked up, can't find the commos. The Beach Boys Endless Binge, yes! Available at rehabs everywhere! Oh, fellas, you got any more? This is News Talk Radio 610 WIOD with the best of Rogers. Goldberg has wild ride at news station, says Barry Jackson. And the other little uh, headline, uh, same Goldberg. Hank Goldberg's debut on WQAM was vintage, it says. I got to tell you something. It's just... Uh, I didn't pay for the beer. Evidently. I bet you Barry paid for it, Hank. I heard about 10 minutes on the way up to Pompano Park last night. Rick and Suds were into one of their uh, sub, uh, kind of like sub-juvenile segments. So I punched over there to see what Hank was doing. He had Earl Weaver on. And immediately, within the first two minutes, he started his frantic name dropping. Oh, man. Well, uh, I ran into Al Michaels up in Cincinnati, and uh, Al was uh, calling the uh, race of the uh, race that his horse won. Uh, Hank, if there's a bigger name dropper, I mean, every, even Larry King is like in the minor leagues compared to Hank when it comes to name dropping. But, it, I mean, it was okay. He was interviewing Earl Weaver, and it was, uh, you know, it was what you'd expect on a sports interview, and that was it. It was not what I thought vintage entertainment. It wasn't that exciting that I figured I'd write like a 75,000-page column on it if I were writing in the newspaper. But this Barry Jackson, this guy is in such desperate search and need of a life that it's incredible. And this goes back to what I said about this market. This market is so Bush League, I'm embarrassed by it. Although I will say again that the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are drawing about 8,500, 9,000 people a game for their big hockey team and still busy. If all the people who are whining about uh, Wayne Huizinga and Carl Barger and uh, Cox Broadcasting maybe going to cost them the Giants, if all those people would go and support the hockey team, they'd have uh, standing room only crowds every night because they got a damn good team. So this state is, you know, you saw what happened the other day in the election. It kind of like droops down this state right off the edge of the country. Uh, the Perot thing, I did want to mention this. I don't want to get into a whole political thing because the election is over. The Perot movement is not a political movement. It is a cult. There is no question in my mind. It meets all the definitions of a cult. It has nothing to do with philosophy. It has no planks. In a, it doesn't even have a platform, much less any planks in it. It has no uh, specifics. It just revolves around an individual who spews cliches and generalities and whose ears and uh, crass personality are what it's all about. It's a cult. And that's why, no matter what he did, no matter how outrageous his behavior was, no matter anything else, 19% uh, of the public stood there and played licky-licky and kissy-kissy along the bald side of his head. I see somebody bringing like a whole bunch of crap down the hallway here. It looks like Andy. What is that? And I appreciate very much, by the way, all the nice stuff that people are sending, but I will tell you this. Who is that from on the day of my daughter's wedding? It's from Anthony's uh, Florist and Gifts. Now, is this from them or is this from somebody who sent? It's got a card inside. It's a big uh, basket. Oh, it's got some helium in there. I haven't had a chance to uh, blow any helium in a long time. From the Blade Runner girl. Well, thank you so much, Bl a Blade. It's one of those nice things with a fruit basket and cheese and all kinds of good crap inside. And here's the... Uh, I hope it's helium. Mm-mm. Wait a minute. One moment, please. Oh, 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 that'd be good. Go right on my ass on my 50th birthday on the air. Wait a second. Oh, jeez. Woo! Oh, boy, how's that? Oh, talk about getting a mouthful. Wow. The whole damn balloon just burst, man. Talk about bursting your bubble. Here's uh, one of our real birthday people, I think. Yes. Y yes? Yes. I'll talk a moon. Talk a moon. Talk a moon, lady. Uh, uh, why? 
I'm calling to wish you a very happy birthday and, uh, and very good health for right. the rest of your life. Well, thank you so much. And I want you to take good care of yourself. Right. Well, I'm used to that. Yes. Other than that. Other than that. I'm glad we won. We won. We won. We did it. I told you. We're free. Yes, sir. We're finally free. Yeah. Well, listen, have a great day. Thank you. You and too. Many more. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And don't forget. cock a -wound. It's just uh, one of those days, man. But I do want to say this. I don't want to throw, like, uh, a, a wet blanket over the entire proceeding, but... Salespeople are assholes. I want to tell you this. If that Sam-itis ever darkens the door of this studio again while I'm on the air, I am going to physically, I mean, being as butch and macho as I am, of course, he's like a willow in the wisp, I'm going to just kick his ass from here to Montana. And I don't mean Joe. He is just the biggest impediment to success of the human race. He is just... Everything about salespeople that makes you nauseous, I'm talking about radio salespeople, of course, that makes you want to just get on your hands and knees and take the Ron Popeil hairspray and stick it up his ass. I mean, the man is just absolutely a gruesome excuse, a condescending, snobbish, moronic jackass. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Hey, I understand you're a Clinton supporter, and I'd like to just make a comment about... Uh making a cooperative and uh, transition so I'd like to I'd like to just wish the Bible thumping religious fanatic penny pinching tightwad greedy homophobic sexually frustrated condescending lying righteous warmongering militaristic regimented closed-minded racially prejudiced Nazi fascist KKK sympathizing environmental destroying abusive insensitive douchebag butthead Republican administration goodbye oh! yeah and happy birthday, and I hope you're feeling better soon. Thanks. Well done, sir. He summed it up in like a matter of moments or less. And let me say it again for a lot of you moronic, idiotic little punks out there who've never exercised the gray matter between your ears. If you exercised your brain as much as you are your muscle, maybe you'd be able to think for yourselves. You morons. God, people that allow themselves to be brainwashed and never, ever, you know, even make an attempt to say, well, may, maybe there's some other ideas out there that I ought to examine. Maybe Mommy and Daddy and the Granny and Grandpa have been feeding me a pile of crap. It's all like Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Or maybe they're full of crap. Is that possible? Pretty, pretty sad, do it. But, hey, I don't want to go into it. It's like that uh, Perot cult. And let me say it again. It is a cult, C-U-L-T, with a cult figure and absolutely no philosophy, no platform, no candidates, no nothing. You can't form a third major party around a cult figure. That's that's not a party. That's a cult. Sarasota. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How would you like to go to a restaurant and ask for a smoking or a Linball section? Oh, God. Yeah, have a great day, pal. Stop putting the old people on, George. You're killing me. You're putting all these old people on. No more old people. That's my New Year's resolution. It's only the 5th of November. No more old, crappy, craggy-sounding people are so goddamn old. Hey, Neil, how you up to a restaurant? Go get a life, okay? Now he's trying to make me feel younger is what he's doing. Because now I turn 50 today. I feel like a damn adolescent in this town, in this state, where the median age, I'll tell you, the median age in this state is probably at least, 99! And then some. Trust me when I tell you. And now, this public service announcement about Sally Struthers. 
For $90, you could clothe a child. For $90, you could help fight cancer. Or you could feed Sally Struthers for a whole day for just $90. I'm Sally Struthers. Working with starving people like I do can make you pretty hungry. And since there's not enough food to go around here, my food has to be shipped in every day. Your $90 will keep me fat and sassy so I can set a good example for these skinny little Ethiopians. Remember, it takes more than shoulder pads and a big hairdo for Sally to do good work. It also takes food. Don't be a meathead. Give us 90 bucks. It'll feed Sally Struthers for a whole day. You're listening to the best of Rogers on News Talk Radio 610, WIOD. Neil is out with a cold. He's not dead or even close to it. This is another tape, so don't call. WIOD. With guns, what a way to entertain. And you fish for ice, you think hockey's nice, cause it's played without a brain. Ooh, Canada, oh, oh nausea. Give me my all star game, I want it back now. Baseball in Canada makes me. Boy, it's hard, to, it's hard to even say it. The world champion Toronto Blue Jays, eh? Oh, God, my lunch is backing up on me. All you French Canadians, we know you're coming back. You know, the thing that is most disturbing is that there's a trend. Every year, they leave later, and they start coming back earlier. And pretty soon, they're going to be here all year, and we're going to start leaving. Like, pretty soon, if they keep coming down. I, I just want to say it again, because we say it every year. The French-Canadian people are disgusting. They're cheap. They're fat. They're ugly. They go on the beach with those little disgusting bikinis with their gigantic puppets hanging over the thing with their hairy uh, hooters. And it's just uh, grotesque. And we hate you like poison, and you're cheap, and you're slow, and you just screw up our lives, and we wish you'd go away, and please don't ever come back. And please tell all your friends that we hate them, too. 
Lady in Pembroke Pines. Neil? Yes, ma'am. Hi, sir, Mr. Rogers. God yes, bless lady. You. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. The best you've ever had. Uh, well, Listen, so uh, far it's uh, okay. All right. The only thing that <laughs> I got upset with uh, this morning. You got upset? Yeah. A boot? With you. A boot a boot? With you. With you. About what? When I Don't just keep saying you. with you, with you, with you. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, when I uh, heard you. Let's get into the meat of the matter. Okay, right. When I heard you acknowledge that schmuck's phone call yesterday about 2.30 to Rick and Suds. What do you mean you heard me acknowledge it? You acknowledged it. You said the idiot that called in. No, there I... wasn't one. There were two. Right. There okay. were two. There was some young punk that called in who, right. cl who claims that he voted for Clinton, but uh, Neil had no business saying those things. Oh, yeah. And Rick had the right to go in there and be a bozo and not vote for anybody. And then that, bitch, then that bitch that called in, that space exactly. cadet, that moron, that bim bet, who goes on about, oh, it was cool, and uh, I was screaming at the radio. I mean, this guy doesn't have any cojones at all when it comes to anything political, and he's a wimp. Exactly. You know, and, and and the fact that I come on here and say, didn't I predict yesterday that the first thing would happen would be a bunch of butt suckers agreeing with him? Because exactly. that's what the callers are. Exactly. But why did you even acknowledge him? Because that's what he wanted you to because do. I think that's it's important that uh, somebody points the finger. I think they need to be fingered. Oh, both. He wanted you to acknowledge. Nobody is safe anymore. Okay, no one is safe from the cacophony. And there might actually be young children out there listening right now too. That was the thing in the story on Howard that's making big on CNN. See, they got a lot of time to fill now because all the election stuff that was filling up all day, the election's over. And so now they have tremendous amounts of time to fill up. So the Howard Stern FCC thing, which is not a brand new story, by the way, in KSLX in Los Angeles, uh, they just like got it on for 80 hours at a time. And there's Howard and there's Robin and uh, they're talking and bobbing. And uh, that's the big deal now. And I think it's created this syndrome where nobody is safe from all these four-letter words. But the excuse the FCC uses is, well, uh, he's on at a time when children might be listening. I think that somebody ought to make the FCC prove that words do harm the children. Okay? Like douchebag. Oh, man. Always using kids as an excuse for any kind of censorship, for any kind of repression. Oh, children might get the wrong idea. They might hear somebody say the word penis. Oh, God. Save us from ourselves. Save us from our members. South Miami. Hey, happy birthday, Neil. Thanks a lot. Boy, we got more good crap in here today. I'm telling you, it sounds like it. Yeah, it almost makes it worth getting old. You know, did Orlando call you yet? No, God. Not yet. Because I, well, he's going to call you today, I promise. How do you know that? Because I spoke to him at the gym. At the gym? Yeah. Oh, is this his boyfriend? I mean, his no, friend? No, no, I just know him from there. Do you? And, yeah. And now, I you, you, didn't, uh, you didn't happen to see him at the tuxedo shop a few weeks ago, did you? No, uh-uh. Because uh, there's some interesting stories there. Is there really? Yeah, he went in for the perfect fit. When he got fitted, right. Right. Did you see CBS Morning News this morning? Uh, yes, I did, a little did bit. You, did you see that segment with Meg Green in it? Oh, am I glad that we have somebody out there who's alert and awake. It was the, the segment on infomercials. Exactly. And the ones that are making the big bucks and the ones that are bombing. And she was bombing. Oh, and Meg bombed. She laid the big egg. She was on Coast to Coast on nationwide television this morning. I saw her face, and I just about barfed all over my dog. And she said... She spent thirty-eight grand on those idiotic tapes on that infomercial she put together, and exactly. they got orders for twenty-two grand. So she lost 
16 big thousand smelly dollars. Oh. Yeah, had a girl, Meg. You're doing it. She sold like four videotapes at that, at that big thing in Mirage. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I laughed. she's giving other people uh, financial advice, like that GT Global crap she peddled that I got on the bandwagon that's worth about a buck and a half now. Is that right? Oh, man. Well, that's good. She's off your show. She's off your station now. Yeah, no credibility, Meg. That was the. I am so glad you reminded me of that. Now, how do you know Orlando's calling today? I, I know. You know? I, yeah. Well, in other words, I, so, so you're in close touch with him? No. Nope. No, good. No. Nope. No? No. I just seen him. I seen his picture in The Advocate, and then I seen him at the gym, and then I said, you're Orlando, right? And you put said, one yeah. and one together. Exactly. And you got two. Exactly. And he had two and uh, kind of made a match. Actually, I have three things I wanted to tell you about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. The other thing was... <laughs> Yes. I, 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 Elena Gross Lightning. Oh, uh, Ileana Rosanna Dana. Yeah, I, I live in her district. Oh, and God. Everybody, I voted against her, and everybody I talked to voted against her, yeah. but I don't know how she got reelected. Re I, I don't I understand don't it. I just don't get it. How could anybody put that bimbette back in there? And I was I watched the Spanish news, and she just talks out of both sides of her mouth. Well, that's like where all that's where all the votes came from, all those Julios. But uh, I don't know. She must have bought that seat with her right wing husband. They never met a right wing extremist that they didn't like. Oh, oh, I know. Did you hear Randy last night? Uh, have a great day. Okay. You don't want to tell me about the call because I she already uh, called to wish me a happy birthday off the air today. I, I got a special happy birthday song. Can I sing it to you? Of course. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear dear. Oi! Happy birthday to you. Oh, God. Okay. Boy, boy. Butch up. I doubt it. Who is that? Is that anybody I know? Hello? Hello? Yes. Neil? Yeah. Neil, Jerry Vale calling live from the Siena restaurant in New York. Al Martino. Al, I got Al Martino with me here. Okay? In fact, right across from us, there's Marlon Brando. Oh. And then there's three nuns and two priests sitting at the table over there. Oh, yeah. But we wanted to... Tell the altar boys to stay away. We got a song for you. Okay. Okay, you ready? Who is this? Here we go. Hold on. Yeah, okay. Happy birthday to you. You work in a zoo. We're happy you work here. So this song. That just was that was Bob Green uh, impersonating Jerry Vale. I mean, there's nothing like a Jew trying to be an Italian man. I'm telling you, between Bob Neal, all I want, all I wanted was Orlando on the phone, and I'm getting all these corporate uh, goofballs. 
If you're an inexperienced drinker, the kind of guy who blows his chow after two wimpy beers, how do you expect to have fun this St. Patrick's Day? What you need is a designated puker. Hey, Herbie, we better stop drinking. I'm starting to feel woozy. What are you worried about? That's why we brought Fred with us. Hey, Fred, come here. Ralphie's about to lose his donuts. Do your stuff, kiddo. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. I-, I feel better already. Hey, let's get another picture of Brewski. Play it smart this St. Patrick's Day. Get faced and let someone else pay the price. <laughs> Thanks again, Fred. The designated puker, a public service for real party animals. This is News Talk Radio 610 WIOD with the best of Rogers. The opinions expressed on this tape are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. It's the best of Neil. I would love to know what goes on inside that house when his uh, cheerleading wife reading, I don't know if they're reading the newspaper or the scriptures, one or the other. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. So I wonder what Rick is doing at the dining room table as we speak right now. Why is everybody picking on me? Just lighten up, man. There is some heavy-duty crap going on inside of that house. I think we could we could make a soap opera. It would make Chester Riley uh, pale into insignificance. I never said that anyway. If you did. Did I? Well, if I did, I forgot. Rick Riley is like some kind of a psychotic uh, axe murderer in that house in his underwear and his newspaper. That's not bad enough. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Is discussing that right around the uh, dining room table right now with his lovely cheerleading wife. Why is everybody picking on me? Just lighten up, man. Oh, yeah. And now another exciting offer from Video Treasure Chest. Just in time for Mackenzie Phillips' birthday, November 10th. Mackenzie was written out of the hit show one day at a time after her battle with drug and alcohol addiction caused trouble on the set. But first, they tried to write her drug problems into the show, as this lost episode proves. Schneider, am I glad to see you. Yeah, what's the problem, Mrs. Romano? Schneider, can't you see Julie is vomiting all over the living room? What's her problem? Can't handle her high? Bad. I finally got her into a methadone program, and now she's tossing her cookies all over the carpet. Well, it's a trade-off, Mrs. Ah. Say, what happened to all the furniture? Julie sold it all for drugs. Hey, look at the bright side. What's that? You won't get those little indentations on the carpet anymore. <laughs> the missing one day at a time episode, Julie Blows Chunks, can be yours for just $19.95 in local video stores. Video treasure chest. We've got rooms full of this crap. So do we. Anyway, uh, today is a big day. They had him on this morning. Francis Ford and his ugly daughter wasn't there. She was busy doing a, like a multiple no, nose job. The uh, Godfather trilogy released today at a store nearby you. Six tapes at a cost of nearly $200. And there's all kind of extra footage in there. And uh, there, there is even a thing in there. Have you seen the thing, The Making of the Godfather? They showed little clips from that this morning where they were auditioning. Uh, James Caan was going to play... Um, who was he going to play? Michael? And then uh, De Niro was going to play Michael, and uh, Pacino, they didn't want any part of it. Anyway, so there's like all kinds of bonus extra footage, and I guess for 200 bucks there should be. But that's in the stores today. Also, everybody thinks that the big story of the past week was the election. That was one of them, but I must say, 
it may pale into insignificance in comparison to a story. And I overlooked it. I heard it in the news, and I'm sure most of you did too, but I overlooked it in the uh, wake of the election and all the other stuff going on. The Pope gives final absolution to Galileo. The Pope's most out. 350 years it took, but better late than never, Pope. Better late than never. And I see some Jewish group now is condemning Shinehead O'Connor. I got news for you, okay? I am so sick and tired. Whatever happened to the First Amendment? Whatever happened to freedom of expression? In addition to which he happened to be right anyway. One of the greatest purveyors of stupidity and ignorance and suffering and Stone Age mentality in the world. The man in the dress with the beanie. And she gets on there and tears up his picture and tells it like it is. And now all of us, well, you're just not supposed to do that. Well, why the hell not? That's what's wrong with the world. Up yours, right. George says, up yours twice. I am so sick and tired of all these goody two-shoes assholes where if anybody has the guts, the fortitude to come out and tell it like it is, oh, no, don't let's rock the boat. Let's keep the status quo. Let's keep the world in the Stone Age. Damn it. So anyway, Galileo had the chutzpah to say over 300 years ago that the earth was not the center of the universe. And, of course, the Catholic Church, as they were prone to do, said, off with your head, baby, or something close to it. Uh, he was forced to repent by the Roman Inquisition and spent the last eight years of his life under house arrest <laughs> because he had the audacity, just like Shinehead O'Connor, to tell the truth. And they said, we don't like that, okay, because we are the center of the universe. Not that we're self-centered or anything, but uh, cut the crap, baby. Here's Tampa. Yo, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, did you I... watch uh, Primetime Live last night? No, I did not. You see him hammer Food Lion right into the ground? They hammered what? Food Lion, you know, the, the grocery store chain? Don't they have them in Miami? No. Never heard of Food Lion. Food Lion? Never heard anyway, of it. They're all through the southeast. There's a bunch of them here. How could I never have heard of it? I've heard of Kroger and uh, Food Fair and uh, all oh, the you others. Know, like Albertsons and yeah. Publix. Food Lion? Food Lion. Lion? Lion. If you're lying, I'm dying? No, man. Over it's here? A big chain. Never heard of it. Grocery stores that are all And what the did they say about them? They had a half hour on Primetime Live last night about them, and they hammered them into the ground. About what? They changed the dates on the chicken. The chicken will be bad. The dates will be bad from Purdue. They will unwrap it, change the dates so it's good again. They soak their... The hams go out of date, and they soak them in Clorox and rewrap them and resell them. They, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They went ahead, and uh, they do the same with fish. They soak them in baking soda, mm. three-day-old fish, rewrap it, resell it as gourmet. And they do everything in the delis the same way. Yeah. And they actually use nail polish and go to so the what are they, what are, and what are they closing? Yeah, that's it. They hammered them right into the ground. I couldn't hmm. believe it. You know, because they're a huge chain. Well, maybe CBS is buying Albertsons or something. Yeah, well, we thought that maybe uh, since Magic's out, maybe he can be their spokesman now. Anyway, it was just for a half hour, 40 minutes, Diane Sawyer just hammered these guys. I've never seen Let me ask you something, though. Did she hammer them? Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> they had a video on all of it, so everything they had em, people that were hired as employees, and they had little secret cameras in their head, in their hats, in their head, in their heads. Yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like. Mm -hmm. And they just went through these stores and worked there for several months. These guys and took all this nasty video. They take four or five day old ground beef that they've ground that's four. Or okay, five well days listen, have a, a great have a great day. So getting back to Galileo and the Pope. The story is the pontiff says the Catholic Church was wrong when it condemned the astronomer more than 300 years ago. His sin, he said, the earth was not the center of the universe. And it's official. <laughs> what a sarcastic story. It says it's official. The earth revolves around the sun, even for the Vatican. Sarcastic as hell, man. 
The Roman Catholic Church has admitted to erring these past 359 years in formally condemning Galileo for entertaining scientific truths it long denounced as against the scripture's heresy. Pope John Paul II turned up Saturday for a meeting of the Pontifical Academy of Sciences to help set the record straight on behalf of the 17th century Italian mathematician, astronomer, and physicist who is remembered as one of history's greatest scientists. Thirteen years after he appointed it a commission of historic, scientific, and theological inquiry brought, brought the Pope a not guilty... Thirteen years they worked on that baby. God gave him the grass. Thirteen years they had this commission pondering and uh, looking out into the sky and checking Uranus and uh, altering boys, and they finally said, oh, God, uh, that was good. A not guilty finding for Galileo, who at the age of 69 in 1633 was forced to repent by the Roman Inquisition and spent the last eight years of his life under house arrest. The commission found that Galileo's... So they're, what they said, whoops, we made a mistake. It only took us almost 400 years to admit it, and it took 13 years of real hard inquiry to uh, work on it. But we finally admit that uh, he wasn't such a bad guy. He never stole a goddamn freight train. The commission found that Galileo's clerical judges acted in good faith but rejected his theories because they were incapable of disassociating faith from an age-old cosmology. Boy, that's unusual. The biblical version of the Earth as center of the universe. Another bubamicy. Unable to comprehend a non-literal reading of Scripture, according to the commission, the judges feared that if Galileo's ideas were taught, they would undermine Catholic tradition at a time when it was under attack by Protestant reformers like Martin Luther and John Calvin Klein Jeans. Tried on vehement suspicion of heresy, vehement, not just regular suspicion, but vehement suspicion of heresy, Galileo was forced to swear that he abjured, abjured, that he... Uh, cursed and detested and abjured the errors of his work. What the hell kind of word is that? Which extended the findings of the Polish astronomer Nicholas Copernicus that the earth moves. Legend, and this is a great paragraph, legend insists that as he finished his abject, life-saving confession of his errors to the black-cowled inquisitors, Galileo muttered under his breath, nevertheless, it does move. And rumor also continues that the uh, bishop who was listening to his confession said back, move this. Yeah. He's the biggest, baddest, brawniest rocker of all time, and he's not taking any prisoners. He's Axel Schwarzenegger. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. We blow you all to hell. Axel Schwarzenegger, he's all pumped up and ready to rock. Take me down to Paradise City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Or I'll stick a grenade launcher where the sun won't shine. It's military industrial strength rock and roll the way only Axel Schwarzenegger can tell it. You're one ugly mother Jean-Claude Van Damme is a pussy. Steven Seagal is a f***er with a ponytail. The only reason I did a film with DeVito is because he could suck my standing up. It's Axel Schwarzenegger exclusively on Terminator CDs, records, and cassettes. If you don't buy this album, I'll be back. Hey, kids, don't play ball. Play the odds with the Beat Rose Talking Baseball card. Let's go bet on a ball game and make us some big bucks. We don't care who loses or wins as long as we make the spread again. The Pete Rose Talking Baseball Card. It's fun, it's profitable, it's educational, it's illegal. The Pete Rose Talking Baseball Card will have the feds calling foul. Only $14.95 or 5 to 3 or 8 to 6. Get yours wherever racing forms are sold. 
It's the best of Rogers. And this is News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. Neil just has a cold. He'll be back on Monday. And don't call George because he's busy rolling tapes. This is the best of Neil. WIOD. Alan Box was a normal man with a nice home, a lovely family, and a cushy job with his father-in-law's company. Normal, that is, until just three weeks ago. Hi, honey. How was your day? <clears throat> Somewhat of an esoteric Monday, I feared, will end up being, but nonetheless, let me see if I can't focus it in to the best of my ability. Alan Box is suffering from Bob Lassiter disease. Are you feeling all right, Alan? Absolutely insane. I see things that nobody else seems to see, or at least cares to admit that they see. Bob Lassiter disease attacks the central nervous system, causing otherwise normal people to communicate like suicidal maniacs. To hell with you today. I don't want to talk to you. What's more, Bob Lassiter disease is the one form of depression which is actually contagious. God, just listening to that voice, I want to jump off a building. You're the lowest of the low. You're a snake. You're a scumbag. Please send whatever you can today to Post Office Box 1-800-Davenport, Iowa. Honey, it's Friday night. You know what that means. Bitching and moaning and screaming and hollering. Please help. Kendall on the star line. Hey, what's going on, the Elvis Monster? Uh, we're, uh, by the way, speaking of us, Moscow, Al Goldstein is on uh, whatever the show on 4 is right now. And he remember uh, when he was losing all that weight on that uh, thing that Oprah lost? What is that, Optifast or something? And, and he did the same thing that she did. He has ballooned back up now. He's just, he gained back every ounce and then some. He is like a monster now, like yeah, a gorilla. Stick a pin in him. Hey, listen, you know, you're right. Those guys at the Tiffany Defense team, they are really super, super guys. I've used them. Uh, I just wanted to reiterate your words. Hey, I got to ask you a question. Okay, no. first of all, I'm going to tell you a story. You're talking about Rush Limbaugh. What a, if you want to let me call somebody a douchebag, please, this guy, he ranks head of everybody I've ever, ever met in my life times four. Yeah. I just sit in a car with one of my I don't. I don't know how anybody could be fascinated by his crap because all he does is sit there and the self-aggrandize and spew ultra-right-wing hateful propaganda for three hours every day, the same thing day after day with his feminazis and with all the cliches and all the garbage. It's not entertaining. It's not amusing. It's not interesting. It's just a feeding frenzy for right-wing fanatics. Well, That's all I, it I is. had a right-wing friend, in, uh, a salesman actually in, in, in Alabama, and I had to ride with him one day, and he said, listen to this. I want you to hear this. And, man, I, I said, you know what? Turn this off or you're fired. I mean, I can't believe people can think like that. <laughs> well, Alabama is perfect for lard-ass, man. Oh, that's, that's perfect exactly place right. For... Hey, you're talking about Tampa. Mel's Hot Dogs, man. Have you ever gone to Mel's Hot Dogs in ne Tampa? Never heard of it. A treat. A, a treat. The guy's got a, a Jewish kosher-style hot dog place that's second to none in the country. Where is it? It's on Bush Boulevard, right on the corner of the property of... of uh, Bush Gardens, and I'm going to tell you, people line up to go to this place. You've got to ask for Mel when you go in there, and tell him some douchebag from Miami sent you in, and he'll know it is. The place is your style. It is your kind of place. You've got to go there. Hmm. Are you a Rascal House guy? You like, uh... Oh, that... no. am I a Rascal House I mean, guy? I don't like the place. Ah! Ah! Did, did, did they make you oh, show the receipt man. on the way out? Do you like that? 
What? They make you show the receipt on the way out. You I like that? wouldn't. If they paid me a thousand dollars a minute to sit in there, I wouldn't go to that. I got to go with my parents. The rascal think... house is part of everything that is wrong in this community, sir. It is a state of mind that Bingo. people st during seasons stand on line there and steal the rolls and stuff the pickles in their uh, in their purse. And uh, honest to God, the, my favorite my favorite Rascal House story was years ago when I was working nights at WINZ, and uh, we used to rip the Rascal House an ass. So just as kind of a joke at midnight one night. News Talk Radio 610 WIOD presents the best of Neil. That's right, we're slapping on a tape because Neil called in sick. It's just a cold, so nobody panic. He'll be back on Monday. So if you missed it the first time, here it is again. The best of Neil on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. Hi, Ranieri here. Man of your dreams from Uncle Mikey's Double Talk School. That's right, a school of double talk with old Uncle Mike. You ever have those embarrassing social situations where you just don't know what to say? You know, words fail you? Well, Uncle Mikey can help by teaching you to say half as much in twice the time with half the brain power. We'll reduce your embarrassment by 50%. You'll only be embarrassed half as much. Because instead of thinking up two somethings to say, you only got to think of one something. Maybe only half of something or something like that. You know, you meet a girl and you say, my, you look lovely. Then instead of thinking up another clever line, you just say, my, my, how lovely you look. It's simple. It's painless. Best of all, we have easy payment package plans. We got package plans at the School of Double Talk. Where is this place, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. But I lost my place. Dee, 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 dee. I lost my place, but I got to keep talking because we don't do retakes. We don't do no retakes at W-I-O-N-D. Heck, <laughs> I remember uh, old uh, Mr. Eagle there used to blow his nose right in the middle of a couple of his spots there. Back in the olden days. Ah, here it is. Here it is. 1401 North Bay Causeway in beautiful North Bay Village. That's the Uncle Mikey Double Talk School. That's the school of Double Talk. Mark Higgs is a god, okay? Oh! Okay, I agree. Where do we start? Where do we start on this Monday? I am telling you, I'm just loaded with crap today. Welcome to the Radio Schlock Shop. Oh! That's our sales department's new motto. If it's schlock, we'll peddle it. In fact, I think Ron Popiel is coming in today to spray some crap on our face. But, hey, we don't want to start off with that. We had um, an interesting time on Saturday. <laughs> oh, an interesting time, Sam Itis. Why don't I just do four hours on Sam Itis today, okay? Have you ever known anybody? I'm talking in just like out loud. I'm thinking out loud. Is there anybody in this audience who has ever known someone in your lifetime that when you see this person, your stomach starts churning and you start like, you know, like, like meals from weeks ago start coming back up, back at you again. And you just start getting nauseous. And you just feel that if you never saw this person again, it would add like years to your life. That's Sam-itis. Our sales department back there is so out of control. Every time you think they've sunk to the bottom, uh, they find a new level of uh, lowness to sink to. I mean, every, every time you think this is the bottom, all of a sudden you start, you, you start regurgitating again. You realize you're sinking and you get that feeling again. Right down to the bottom of the ship. They are just absolutely incredible. So I wouldn't be surprised the way they're going uh, and uh, the, their whole concept of what this radio station is all about. That pretty soon we're going to be doing uh, pawn shops and uh, what else? 
Ron Popeil, the hairspray, the um, the food uh, dryer. Let's do it all, man. We are the schlock of radio. And uh, we're very proud of it, too, by the way. Also, I want to uh, make a special comment here to you uh, grave robbers in the Bahamas, Mon. You people are the worst, and anybody in this audience who ever throws your money away in the Bahamas ought to be lined up and shot, okay? I want to go on record right now as telling you people, if you want to go somewhere and have a good time, the Bahamas is not it unless you want to get ripped off and treated like a piece of crap. And I don't want to mention that it was our friend Cheryl Rifkin on over the weekend who took her kids out over there thinking they were going to have a great time because, um, I mean, she's telling me stories. And I warned her ahead of time. I warned her ahead of time. I said, forget it. Why do you want to go over there? Those people are like animals. They treat you like crap. They hate us like poison. When, even when you go through immigration over there and show them you're like a green card or whatever it is, green teeth, they treat you like crap. I got to tell you the part of the story that she told me, though, that it just, I mean, all the stuff about the crappy food and the ripoffs, that I already knew. But she sends her daughter, her teenage daughter, into the dining room in this hotel where they were staying. Not, not even in Nassau, but out in Yenemsville, somewhere in the end, who knows where. And she sends her in to find out before dinner, which it cost them like $96 for a crappy dinner for three people, and to find out to make sure that they're going to get a table for three. And she goes in and she talks to the woman in there. And she says, uh, you know, very nicely, uh, we have three in our party. I want to make sure we're going to sit at the same table or whatever. And the woman says to her, oh, don't worry about that, honey. It's all prearranged, whore. And I looked at Cheryl when she told me the story, like, what did you just say? She says, yes. And they even, like, use the F word uh, when they refer to you over there. I mean, they just treat you like crap. And there are those of you out there that go schlepping over there to be treated like garbage. What are you thinking about, man? You go to Europe, you go like even to Germany, you go anywhere, and you go through immigration and you hold up your passport, maybe depending on how much time they got, they might look at it, they might even stamp it if they got a lot of time. More often than not, you hold it up in the air, they look at it, give it back to you, have a nice day, go ahead and get lost. You go to the Bahamas, Mon, and you go through that, even when you go to Nassau, to the big airport, forget about these little puddle jumpers. You go to the big airport... And they treat you like crap, man. They, like, uh, frisk you and they uh, turn your insides upside down. They are garbage. Garbage. And I know we have a lot of people listening over there, and I just want to make a special comment today that we're sick and tired of being treated like barbarians. Uh, why don't we just put the money in a bag and send it to you and float it across the water to you, and you can just have the damn money, as opposed to having our people come over there and being treated like crap and the ripoffs on the cabs and then that hotel that I stayed in a few years ago where the sheets were, like, soaked. There was no air conditioning, Mon. Forget it. They don't know from air conditioning over there. <sighs> anyway, I did see the movie Judgment. I would not watch the Sinatra thing. Anybody, this is another thing I want to say. Anybody who would watch that Sinatra so-called miniseries on TV, which is like produced by his daughter and one of the biggest shill and phony jobs in the history, has got to be the biggest sucker in the history of mankind. I wouldn't watch a minute of it. Wait till he croaks, then somebody will have the guts to write the real story. I mean, here's one of the most unctuous people in the history of, the, uh, of this country anyway, maybe the human race, and they just keep uh, sucking up to him, and he's wonderful, and the voice. Yeah, right, and he never stole a freight train. He makes me puke. And also, if Buddy Nevins is listening and you really want to write a story about pedophiles, uh, you should have seen the movie Judgment on HBO last night, because that came up a couple of weeks ago. And uh, somebody had mentioned the name of the movie, and I saw it for the first time last night, and it's about this priest who molests uh, these little boys, takes them on camping trips, pretty unusual, 
and um, molest these little boys. And then, of course, the church, as usual, tries to cover it up and pay them off and just uh, don't talk about it. And this was in India, no, it was in Louisiana back in 1982. It was a true story. And the one family, out of the eight or nine families that were involved, the one family had the guts and the chutzpah to hang in there and say, no, we want this priest put in jail where he belongs, and we're not going to take uh, your lousy uh, 200000 or whatever it was. And they got themselves a good hotshot attorney, and uh, they won. And the church wound up, uh, as usual, with egg on their face. So if you want to write a story, buddy, about a real pedophile ring, why not uh, go in and uh, start investigating? Because that's the biggest closet in the world, man. That's where all the child molesters wind up sooner or later, or at least most of them is within the Catholic Church. In the motion picture Awakenings, we brought you the inspiring story of Leonard, a man imprisoned for 40 years by a rare disease until a courageous doctor freed him with a miraculous new drug. But the drug failed. Leonard? Leonard? He's not responding, doctor. Okay, we're going to have to increase the dosage. Bring in the symbols. Now medical science tries again in Awakenings 2. And this time, they'll try anything. Still nothing, Doctor. Increase the dosage. Awakenings 2. A story of hope, courage, and wall-to-wall -wall sound. Awakenings 2. Where drugs have failed, can decibels succeed? Awakenings 2. Now playing at a theater near you. The Best of Rogers continues in minutes on News Talk Radio 610. W-I-O-D. News Talk Radio 610. Hey kid, it's back and all new. This year for Christmas, you can have the one toy you've always enjoyed, but your parents never let you keep. It's Ripco's all new cardboard box. Cardboard box. It's a fort. It's a chair. It's a tank. It's a table. It's a jail for your little sister. And it's a place to hide the cat for days and days. It's Ripco's all new cardboard box. Mom and dad will love it too. Now they won't have to buy expensive toys for you to have your very own cardboard box. Kids have your parents order now and you'll receive absolutely free. Ripco's all new cardboard too. It's a sword. It's a periscope. It's a bat. It's an obstacle when left on the living room floor. It's Ripco's all new cardboard too. You receive your very own cardboard box plus free cardboard too for just $49.95. Hold your breath until your parents call 1-800-555-RIPCO. Here's, um, oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Well, I said, oh yeah. George just reminded me, oh, the most important story from the whole damn uh, weekend from Saturday at Extron, okay? I knew something really worthwhile and exciting happened over there. Boca Brian shows up with his girlfriend and has another incredible Rick Riley story. Man, <laughs> I need help. Obviously. Now, this is a true story, okay? And this is not one he's going to backtrack on like this. the other true story that he tried to pretend didn't happen about Rick running outside in his underwear screaming, uh, Brian, do you believe in Jesus? I found the Lord or whatever that was all about. So now, Friday night, Friday evening, Rick Riley places a call to Boca Brian, who does, who does uh, Rick's lawn. And he's supposed to come over. He, he makes sure that he's going to be over there Saturday morning at 9 a.m., like right on the button, because there's something they got to do with the trees or some trimming or whatever the hell has to be done. He's got to bring this other guy over there with him, and it's just got to be done at 9 o'clock, and et cetera, and so on. So Brian comes over there. Did I leave something out? All the sandwiches and the lemonade. 
Oh, yeah. And Rick says, yeah, come on over at 9 in the morning and we'll have, uh, you know, we have some lemonade and we'll have some sandwiches and, uh, you know, we'll have a little fun and get this thing done because I'm selling the house and I got to get this thing done. Shows up with this guy, 9 o'clock on the dot at Rick Riley's house. What? Do you want to tell a story? What am I leaving out? With his girlfriend, too. Well, I haven't got... Jeez, man, you are just... For a guy that bought a bunch of soft tacos on Saturday, you're like pretty damn pushy today. One thing you don't know is Mexican food, man. You wouldn't know a uh, chili uh, relleno from your ass. In fact, maybe you got one in there. God. God, he got some of the... I love Taco Bell. It's one of my favorite in the world. And how anybody could go over there and buy like $15 worth of food and bring back stuff that everybody hated, I don't know. Everybody except George. Maybe that was the idea. Because he was picking out like crazy. So anyway, Boca Brian brings his girlfriend and his tree guy and everything all over to Rick Riley's house at 9 o'clock. They're expecting, you know, they're going to get this uh, thing done. And they're going to have a few sandwiches and some lemonade and schmooze a little bit. And Rick Riley comes to the door and he says, what do you want? He says, well, you wanted us here at 9 o'clock. It's 9 o'clock. We're here to get the uh, thing done. Yeah. Oh, I'm busy now. I'm reading the newspaper. And he, like, shoos them away with a little flick of the hand and, like, ignores them and goes back. He's sitting in the dining room with his uh, cheerleading wife reading. I, I don't know if they're reading the newspaper or the scriptures, one or the other. <laughs> I need help. And poor Boca Brian is standing out there with his uh, uh, fern in his hand waiting to uh, get this thing done for him. I mean, again, one of the most bizarre... I would love to know what goes on inside that house. I think we could we could make a soap opera because they're going to have a lot of time on NBC starting in January to fill in for Santa Barbara. The Rileys. It would make Chester Riley a uh, pale into insignificance, man. There is some heavy-duty crap going on inside of that house. So Broca Brian, by the way, Rick, is apoplectic and psychotic and wishes you would die a wicked death, okay, and hopes that Suds talks about Star Trek for four hours every day. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Did I shout then? If you like. <laughs> if it makes yeah. you feel better. Well, I just, I wanted to call you about Judgment. You were asking about that movie. Well, you mean there's somebody else that actually saw it? Oh, yeah, months ago. Great. When it first came on. I just wanted to make, find this article before I called you. Because I didn't know if you saw this in the, in the Sun Sentinel back on the 1st of November. In the lifestyle section, it's called Sins of the Father. There's this new book out called Lead Us Not Into Temptation by somebody named Jason Berry. It's yeah. all about um, the, all the, the priests that have been molesting children and, and parishioners over the years. Right. And, um, in fact, there's this one part that says that in a 1990 study on celibacy, it was estimated that 6% of the nation's priests, more than 3,100, tended toward pedophilia. Isn't that great? And it's just the ones that answered the questions honestly. Right. Oh. <laughs> so the other 90% that lied about it, we can't count them in yet. Well, they, well, they do say something about that there's a survivor's network for those abused by priests, it's called. Yeah. And they say that half of their, their membership are women. See, it's, it, it's bad enough that we got these priests and nuns who have been molesting altar boys and girls and whatever for <laughs> years. That's bad enough. But then the way that the church goes to cover it up, and they transfer these people. In other words, get it out of the immediate area and send them somewhere else. And then they ship the problem someplace else. Exactly. Like this priest from uh, Massachusetts that they had a big scandal about here. They sent him off to Phoenix or somewhere out in Arizona or New Mexico. And they just go around the country and they go from hop from parish to parish. And they molest somebody else's children in some other part of the country. While the church pretends like uh, keep it under the covers, so to speak. Keep it under their uh, dresses. Because the Catholic church can never own up to its own mistakes. Or at least it takes hundreds of years like it did with Galileo. And then, of course. 
course, they got these guys sitting in the uh, confessional there, listening to everybody's uh, talking about who did whom to what and all this other crap, getting all excited about it. And then these same, uh, these same closet cases are giving people counseling on marriage and about sexual relations and all this other. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I know. I know. It's, it's like that's... bringing a ch- the fox into the chicken coop get to give instructions on how to lay eggs, you know. That's, what, that's part of what uh, Shinehead O'Connor was about. Exactly, and they give her a bunch of crap. She has the balls to get up there and tell it like it is, and all of a sudden everybody's coming down on her and ripping her, and she's a bad person, and let's make her cry. Yeah. Oh, man, all you're just supposed to do is just, uh, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, and uh, just be dumb. Yeah, even Randy Rhodes was ripping her an ass that night. Was she? Yeah, she wanted to see She was her. ripping Shinehead O'Connor. I got news for you. Shinehead O'Connor's got more intelligence in one fart than Randy's got in her whole body, and I love Randy, but that's, that's incredible. But that's that's when, outrageous. That's when I stopped listening to her. But anyway. I can't believe that. She wanted her... her Why, what was she ripping her for? Because she had no right to, uh, in her opinion, to come to this country and abuse... The, the freedom of speech in her... In what do you mean opinion? abuse it? All she was doing is expressing her opinion. In other words, so in other words, if it was a very unpopular opinion, that's abusing free speech? Well, I guess so. I guess since she doesn't like Sinatra either and, uh, and didn't want the, the national anthem played at one of her concerts, therefore she must hate America. And if, how can she hate America and yet want to use one of our freedoms? What the hell has Sinatra got to do with it? That's what Randy brought up. I'm just, you know... So Randy likes Frank Sinatra too? I don't know. Oh, man. No, no wonder Randy's been uh, cutting him into the microphone. She's obviously got some inner pressure, too, and it's not in her ear. That's, prob- that's, what, that's more intelligent than what I was hearing that night, so I just turned it off. I can't believe it. Stick her in the desert and don't give her a map. We're going to have to straighten that child out. Yeah. But speaking of intelligent, who, whose idea was it now to use that um, emergency broadcast system for every little thing now? Cause I don't know about you, but I had it so ingrained in me that the minute that thing goes off, we're going to get bombed by nuclear weapons. Right. And every time I hear, hear it, I, my stomach just ties up in knots now. Well, that's the idea. Oh. That's why we always do it right around lunchtime. Well, whoever thought of that and Rick Rowley, they're both douchebags. Okay. Have a good day. Have a great day. Bye. Rick is uh, discussing that right around the uh, dining room table right now with his lovely cheerleading wife. For Christ's sake, I only had one eye. <laughs> You are listening to the best of Rogers on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. This is a tape, so stop calling. George is not answering the phone, and Neil will be back on Monday. W-I-O-D.
Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I've got a problem for you. You have a problem, all right. It's called a crappy phone. The worst in the history, even Alexander Graham Bell. Okay, hold on. How's that? Better. Not good, but better. What are you doing with it? I don't know. Neil, uh, I got a solution for your problem. Yes? Now, listen to me, because I know about this. You know about rear ears? Yes, sir. What you need to do is plug your nose, and you got to plug one ear with your other finger. Plug your ear. You got to pop one of them at uh, each one separately. Now, when it pops, then you got to swallow. No, listen to me. No. What's that air coming out? What? What's that air coming out? That's air coming out. From where? From my nose. You got to plug your nose. No air. No air? No air. All right, wait a minute. All right. Okay. No. Did it pop? Oh, it popped. Oh, but it's now it's completely. Now you gotta swallow. It's now com- you gotta swallow. Yeah. You gotta keep swallowing. You hear those little pops when you swallow? Yeah. Okay, that's what you gotta do. You gotta swallow. And you gotta keep doing that. And then you do the other one. Well, wait a minute. The other one isn't plugged up. I only got one of them plugged up. You gotta do them at the same time. I but mean, you gotta do the other one now. I gotta do the other one now. Yep. And then I gotta swallow. And then you gotta swallow. No God. Okay, wait a minute. All right. Wait. Yeah. Up. Oh, I think I just blew out my eardrum. Now you got to swallow. Up. Oh. <sighs> Nothing happened. It didn't pop, it didn't pop. But the other one popped, right? The other one popped, but it like, didn't pop open, though. You don't, it did pop open, but you, look, you got to keep doing that. How, like for what, in between blowing up the balloons? Uh, yeah. I'm going to have a busy day today, I can see that, between blowing up the 200 balloons and uh, doing this about 100 times. I'm going to be, like, uh, real busy. Okay, the key to it is this. Okay. When they will pop, but see, if you don't swallow, then you're not releasing the air. Yeah. You've got, I mean, in other words... All right, wait a minute. Let me try one more time with the ear that's plugged up. Just a minute. Okay, I plug my nose, right? Right, tight. Tight, okay. Plug the other ear. Do what? Plug the other ear with your finger. Okay. Now what? Now blow. Nothing. You gotta keep trying. You gotta blow hard. I beg your pardon? No, God. I'll keep trying. I'll keep working on it. Hey, Neil, one more thing. Yeah. Remember you were saying that Ross Perot's like a cult leader? Yes. Okay, my father's like 80 years old. Yeah. He's been a staunch uh, Democrat all his life. Yes. Brought us up in a Democratic way. Right. He's got pictures of John Kennedy all over the house, right? Well, now, I just found out, see, he lives in Texas. That he supported Perot, and nobody could get around the TV when Perot was on. He taped everything of Perot. He spends all his days watching these tapes, and he wants to paint a picture of Ross Perot on the side of the garage. <laughs> True story. Yeah. He's divided the whole family. Well, send him a case of Kool-Aid and see how it comes out. <laughs> Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the help. Let's go to Royal Palm Beach. Hello. Hi, today. Always pick. Well, you know what really, you know what really kills me. How long have I been doing this? About a hundred years, and there are these people who do that. Now that call's been on there a long time, okay? Because during the news, most everybody dropped off. There were three of them left, and that's one that was on there. So he's he or she or it has been on there for like an eternity. And they do this, and they got their little recorder in the back, and they got they got everything queued up, and they wait for like forty five minutes. And as soon as like the first word comes out, I move on to life, you know, with with a real call. And what was the point?
What was the point other than it helped them kill a lot of time? Like I said, it's really worthwhile. Hollywood. Hello, Neil. Hi. How's your ear? It's plugged. Oh, it's still plugged, huh? Well, you didn't think it was going to... You didn't think that it would be quiet if it opened up. I would just be screaming over here. You'd be doing it, huh? It's been plugged up for uh, about two weeks. Oh, two weeks? Yeah. Oh, it must be driving you crazy. Well, a little bit. Yeah. No, but it, it starts to clear up, and you think it's all gone, and then it comes back again. Yeah, I've had that, too. Have you? Oh, yeah. Everybody gets I that I think I need a roto-rooter. That should do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's told you about this, but I have an Orlando spy report. Really? Yeah. Wow. I sent you the last catalog, and I got a new undergear, the holiday sale edition, and he is plastered all over the page. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando in his undies, man. That's his uh, life. That's his life story. He's got his temporary tattoo on. Yeah. And he's got a workout outfit on on page 37 that makes him look like Ava Gardner. He's working out. Yeah. He's he fine. likes that Ava Gardner look. He, he does. He shoulder looks something like her. Uh-huh. So I just... Next month, he's going to have the Joan Crawford look. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, with the wire hangers and everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he is a real piece of work. Now, wait till the tuxedo issue comes out. The tuxedo issue? Yeah. There's no such animal. I'm telling you, it's a perfect fit. <laughs> How come he always plays dumb when you mention that he's exposing himself in underwear catalogs and he never seems to know what you're talking about? Right, because he likes to play dumb. You know how that is. Yeah, I know how they are. Young and dumb and full of fun. But, hey, got a nice body. Right. That's about all what? that counts. And I agree with you about Sinead O'Connor. Right. She had she, the right idea. Well, thank God for you and for me. We're the only two ones in America, in the world, I guess, who've got the guts and George, that's three of us, to tell it like it is. And everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon and say what they think is publicly acceptable. You know, like, how dare her say that? And yeah. how offensive? Why? It's the truth. All she did was tear up a picture. She, they didn't find out she had an assassination plot against the guy. Right, exactly. And, and, Which know, is I, more than what we can say for the church and the previous pope. Well, I wish the Catholics would get as in, in a big as, of an uproar over when they molest the kids and the bishops father children with the church secretary. Right, or, or, or when they assassinated the previous pope and everybody wants to pretend they don't know from nothing about it. Oh, that didn't really happen. No, of course not. <laughs> right. Well, I'm Catholic, so, and I, but I don't practice because of that reason. Well, thank God Galileo can sleep sound, though. Now, that's what I say. I'm very happy for him. You bet. It's about time. Have a great day. You too. See ya. That's the problem of this world. Too many butt suckers. Nobody wants to go out on a limb. Nobody wants to really tell it like it is. No, it, it's just pathetic. Everybody wants to be another sheep, man. And most of them are. What's that hum? Do you hear that? What was it? Is it coming from the newsroom again. And Lisa, we love you, Lisa, but uh, not that much, okay? These news people are almost... Uh, we ought to have a contest between the news department and the sales department to see which one is more out of control. And if I could tell you what little Andy said during the news break in here, man, his ass would be grass in a second. Let's go to a lady in St. Pete. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Well, I tried to tell you happy birthday last week three times I tried to call. Yeah. Yeah, and you were smoking. We were smoking. <laughs> you ought to see the ashtray. Yeah, I even told myself I ought to try to sing about four words, but my boy, that takes a well, lot of Well, there's always next year, maybe. Yeah, boy, that takes double courage to sing on, on the radio or on the phone. Yeah. Double the courage. Uh-huh. Okay, Neil, um, so happy birthday anyway. I'm a Thanks a pile. I'm a, I'm a decade younger than you. Uh-huh. Because you think everybody in St. Pete's old, but I, I got ten on you. <laughs> or under you. Anyway, uh... I'll talk about Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. You know, I'm not a religious fanatic and, um, you know, whatever, uh, extremist, fundamentalist. But 
When she burned the picture of the Pope, it's kind of like, a, I'll make an analogy, me, uh, me uh, burning a picture of a rabbi. It's like symbolic, you know? Well, suppose, you, suppose you did burn her picture of a rabbi. What difference does it make? But if I was as famous if, as her, uh, you know, and everybody saw it, and a lot of people saw it, and it's like a lack of respect or something. It's symbolic. Well, why does she have to have respect for somebody that uh, she despises? I don't, I don't get it. Well, I don't. I think she's got. That doesn't make any sense at I all. Heard, I heard that her she's got problems because her father beat her. So I think she does have problems. Oh, so so in other words, somehow there's a connection between the fact that she was abused or beaten and the fact that she has the the uh, chutzpah to get up there and tell it like it is about the pope. Respect. Well, it's also like me burning the picture. Well, how about how about Hitler? He was a world leader too. Should we have had respect for him? No. Or Franco, or Mussolini, or Castro? I, I mean, I don't. I don't get it. I don't think you can compare the Pope to uh, to Hitler or Mussolini. Oh well, why not? Because uh, the... why not? Just because the methodology is a little bit different, and because it's done in the name of organized religion? No, it's not also like me burning a picture. How of many your, people? Of... How many people were killed in the Crusades in the name of religion, or the Spanish Inquisition? I don't know, but not all wars are religious. World War I, wait, wait a minute. I did, we're not talking about war. We're talking about religious intolerance. You know, it's interesting. The Pope, uh, as soon as Clinton won the election last Tuesday, on Wednesday, the Vatican sent him a letter of congratulations, but at the same time they sent him a warning, mainly having to do with the abortion issue and cautioning him not to take any actions which would lead to immorality, a thinly veiled threat, don't mess around with abortion because we're going to be pissed off. Like it's, uh, like it's some of their business over there in the middle of Italy where even the Italians laugh at them for this man in a dress and a beanie to be telling our new president, who isn't even in the Oval Office yet, uh, you better watch your P's and Q's because we don't like it. Well, my point is that even if I'm not a Jew, I should have a, a little bit of respect for rabbis. I just think, you know, that rabbis... Well, well are all rabbis the same? Uh, I, I guess not, but the, you rabbis don't have one big head honcho. Well, let, like let, me give you, let me give you an example. How about Cardinal Spellman? Or how about Cardinal O'Connor of New York, okay, who's one of the most right-wing, obnoxious, anti-human people in the country today? If somebody tore up his picture, does that mean that it would, uh, the rest of us should feel bad about it? That, now, we, have, point, that point, we have to have respect for him because he wears a dress and a hat, a cap? No, but the rabbis don't have one head honcho like to, to uh, compare you to Why do you keep coming pro? back to rabbis? I mean, there are, there are thousands of rabbis, just like there are thousands. If she, would, if she would have gone on television and tore up a picture of some anonymous priest that nobody had any idea who he was, it wouldn't have made any difference. She didn't do that. She tore up a picture of a very specific man who represents very specific things, like basically trying to keep the world in the dark ages. I just thought I'd disagree with you, see if I could have the guts. And I don't have to be a sheep and go along with you. No, you don't. But I mean, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have a right to get up there and make a statement. I, know, I mean, no, anybody, but... anybody can go, go on TV, and which is the biggest problem with TV, is most of the people on there are saying all the things for public consumption that they think people want to hear and kissing around and sucking everybody's butt. Well, I know the, the Catholic Church is stupid for not uh, being like pro-birth control pills and stuff, too. Yeah, they well, can... It isn't just a question of stupid. It's a question of dictatorial. It's a question of enforced suffering and misery and starvation and poverty, which is what they do, which is their main specialization. This can man I... runs around the world and tells people to keep making more babies, and he doesn't have any answers for their poverty and for their desperation. No, I'd just like to say one more last stupid thing that used that went on here a couple years ago for the sake of art when they dipped a crucifix in urine. Now, isn't, now do you see my point of having a little respect? Uh, what are you talking about? And, and art. And, and, and the sake of art, there was a picture and a guy 
who poured a crucifix in urine. So what about it? Ago. So what about well, it? Well, there again, Th- does it mean that I have respect. to have respect for religious tchotchkes? I'll give you a, a perfect example. I'm Jewish, okay? But the idea that all Jewish people in this community and elsewhere nail up mezuzahs on the door to keep out the war, evil spirits, that to me is, is it's laughable. It's ridiculous. It's, it's uh, dark age, men- it's stone age mentality. So if I make fun of that, I'm being bad? Well, okay, I just thought I'd disagree and not be a sheep. Okay, have a great day. Bye. <sighs> She's been listening to FLA too much, that's obvious. This is News Talk Radio 610 WIOD with the best of Rogers. We're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo damn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but damn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a damn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a f***ing up-tempo record every time I do a damn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. It's a god last damn time. I want somebody who uses f***ing brain to not come out of a damn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a f***ing dog dying. What is this f***ing ponderous, man? Ponderous, f***ing ponderous. There's a fax from the mystery, the Phantom Informer, who says that, um, who is this guy? Never heard of him. Neil Mursky is going to be the new PD. The official announcement today or tomorrow at Zeta. A new PD at Zeta, Neil Mursky, who used to be at Chi and used to be in Tampa and used to be in Orlando and used to be uh, somewhere. And also Pete Folger is going to be the uh, new AM uh, at INZ. Rose Folger is going to be on AM. Unbelievable. Also got a fax here about somebody who went into the supermarket yesterday, saw three ugly, old, large, decrepit French Canadians with checked shorts and uh, white flat caps making up a salad at the uh, salad bar in the supermarket, but eating more than went in the box. The second one putting fingers into the fruit salad and taking out pieces and eating them, then opening up a bag of grapes and doing the same while they were potching around allegedly making their salad and probably eating about like $50 worth of food while they were putting together their two ninety-five salad. As the three of them left the store, they came out with one box of salad among the three of them. They're cheap, they're ugly, and in the wrong place. Anywhere outside of Quebec, says the facts are you're absolutely right. Go back where you came from. We hate you like poison. All the French Canadians, each and every one. But have a nice day. I have received some really bizarre things in the mail over the years, but this is one of the most peculiar. It's from the Andre Prost Inc. Company in Old Saybrook, Connecticut. And it's a, it's got like all kinds of literature with it. It's a, a thing, a tube of pure, oh, dense, pure almond paste. I mean, what the hell do you do with this stuff? Pick it up your Maybe. Huh? <laughs> That's what it kind of looked like. It says uh, it's an essential ingredient in many European-style desserts, especially those made for the holidays, like their favorite Queen's Almond Cookies. 
So I guess it's like something special for Queen. Okay, let's go to Tampa. Hello. Hey, put it in your ear, man. There you go. <laughs> Might clean that baby right out. Hey, Sinatra sucks. Yes. The lightning are great. Yeah. Vinny, go get a job somewhere. Right, soon. And I want to say something about your afternoon cohort there, Rick Riley. Yes, go right to it, sir. I'll give you like two, three hours to do it. If he does not quit talking about dope on the air, I will personally send somebody down there to kick his ass. All right. Okay? We don't care how much dope he can smoke in a day, how much he has done in his life. He folds like a cheap lawn chair. Or how big of a dope he might be. Jeez, man, I've had enough. Yeah. God. Well, somebody sent in uh, some rope yesterday, and he started smoking it. I mean... I'm serious. Somebody anybody, sent in, can, uh, anybody can smoke dope, you know? But, guys, you don't go advertising Well, you know, you know something? You know what bothers me about it? And I don't want to uh, get involved in a major attack against Rick and Suds, although I really look forward to it. But uh, it, it's kind of like that same prepubescent. In other words, I don't really care. I don't smoke it if other people smoke a little weed. I don't really give a damn one way or the other. Let them have but, their but, way. But it, it's the childish approach to it that bothers me. The like people that, that have to still play and, and pick the seeds out and sift through it. And it's like a hobby, okay? It's you know, like calling this. calling the income tax guy yesterday about some I heard tax. it. I heard it. That was a bunch of crap. It man. was. It was almost as big of a bunch of crap as uh, the billboard and Star Trek. And he folds like a cheap lawn chair on anything. Right. Exactly. Okay. No backbone, and his audience will not put their foot down and force this man to grow up here, man. You know That's why? what bothers you know me why? about that wimpy adolescent audience. They will not force Rick Riley to grow even a pair of BBs, and that bothers me. You know they why? They always let him off the goddamn hook. No, because he cuts them off. Is that it? Because every time he starts talking, he cuts them off. Oh. Um, another thing, I'm tired of hearing you on the weekends. Yeah, me too. I really am. That, me too. Eight Call hours. them up over there and chew their ass out. Eight Call that Tom Velveeta to get a life. I am so sick of it. Right. Hire some talent. Right. Jeez. Okay. I hope we don't get baseball either. Okay, Opie, see ya. You know, the thing with the weed, like I said, there there are like a, basically, well, there are a whole bunch of different ways you can look at it. But where it becomes like a childish thing. Like, uh, like giggles time, okay? It's, it's like uh, the difference between the attitudes about sex and the uh, pot in this country are like the same uh, is compared to like in, in Netherlands when you go to Holland, Amsterdam, and they're like you can smell uh, the aroma and the, uh, you walk it down the streets and they're like smoking it, uh, whatever, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. And the same thing with sex. It's not this tee-hee, giggle, giggle, uh, oh, there's a little flesh like we're all involved in here because we're in such a prepubescent mentality. And that's why the Rick and Sud show is perfect for America in the 90s because it appeals to the prepubescent mentality of America and it fits like a goddamn glove. How do you like that? And now, here's Grace Slick for Flintstone Vitamins. One pill looks like Barney, and one pill shaped like bread. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Gracie Slick. You know, when I was on the road with Jefferson Airplane in the 60s, I chased a lot of white rabbits. And I usually chase them with scotch. Hey, but I don't get high anymore. Now I like to get Flintstoned. I just drop a couple of Bettys or Dinos before a concert, and soon I'm getting a buzz on vitamins and minerals, just like that modern Stone Age family down the street. Now, when the white knight is talking backwards, <laughs> I know my turntable's probably just in reverse. So when the men on the chessboard get up and tell you where to go, tell them you're going for some Flintstone vitamins. And remember what will rock 
the best of Rogers. And this is News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. This is South Florida's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. You loved him in Top Gun, going at top speed. You loved him in Days of Thunder, moving like lightning. Well, forget character, forget plot, because now Paramount Pictures presents a movie that's nothing but actor and action. Tom Cruise in Things That Go Really, Really Fast. See Tom Cruise strapped to the bow of a speedboat. Tom Cruise strapped to the front of a speeding locomotive. Tom Cruise strapped to the nose cone of an MX missile. Yes, Tom's reached cruising speed in things that go really, really fast. Coming quickly to a theater near you. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing, sir? Great. Uh, uh, that other caller is right. Rick Riley is an asshole. Yes. And he does cut the cu- he does cut the callers off as soon as they start ruffling his feathers. Well, what kind of crap is that? Well, because he has no balls. That's true. Um, and, uh, and by, however, there are some people like Boca Brian who like see. That's what bothers me about people. In other words, yeah, well, what if was you're that? if he you're upset, with, he tells you one thing right. and he changes his tune. Right. Two-faced. He's two-faced. He comes to me, and I have plenty of witnesses, by the way, like George and Adam and Fat Rich and everybody else. He's done it twice now. Comes to appearances, and he goes through this long story, and Rick really screwed him over, and Rick did this, and Rick's an asshole. And And then all of a sudden, as soon as he gets on, I heard that call yesterday. He gets on the phone with Rick, and he melts like a pat of oleo on a hot day in uh, July. Ah, I don't get it. Uh, Listen, did you give away that? I think they're a match made in heaven. Did I give away what? The Dr. Hook uh, tape movie? Sure did. You did? Sorry. Oh, man. It isn't Dr. Hook. I'm Dr. <laughs> <laughs> by, by any stretch of the imagination, okay? Uh, but if it makes you feel good, it's Dr. Hook, whatever you say. All right. Well, listen. Um, yes. No. That's it. You wanted the damn... Why can't you just say you wanted the damn, you wanted wanted the damn video? I wanted the tape. Well, you don't get it. Uh, listen, I... Uh, about the Buffalo and the Pittsburgh Steelers game, it was too bad that they weren't able to get to Jim Kelly and break his legs in four places. We're going to do that this week. i got to go because i got to pick up this line. Hello? Yeah, it's me. It's who? Boca. Boca who? Boca. Boca, Boca wimp. Boca Jorge. wimp. Boca wimp. Wimp alert. A Boca wimp. Wimp. Hey, you are, you know something? You apologize. If we, if we could apologize for what? For making you stand out there like an asshole for a half an hour after he practically demanded that you get there and you just melt like a pat of butter. What the hell is wrong with you? The only person in the world who's got less backbone than Rick Riley is you. That's why you're a perfect match. Go over there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Rick. Let me mow your lawn. Let me kiss your shoes. Can I come and bring you some donuts? Look, I said you're sorry. What? He said he was sorry. Yeah, but how many times do you let somebody screw you over and uh, and they keep coming back and saying you're sorry? Huh? How many times do you allow yourself to be screwed over, Boca, wimp? Uh-huh. See, you just, you just, there's no hope for you, man. You're just a wimp. You're just, what? A, what are, you what? are just like a lemming going through life with uh, no backbone, with no balls, with no stick to You came in there to Extron on Saturday and you were like almost livid, as livid as you're ever going to be. You were angry. You were miffed. 
you had been screwed over. You went through the story about 75 different times. You said, this time I'm not backing down. This time he really made a fool of me. I brought the guy over. I brought my girlfriend. He invited lemonade, sandwiches. I even brought some donuts. And the man ignored me and just blew me off like I was a, a piece of mung in the wind. The only, the only and he, mistake... you get him on the phone and all of a sudden you're kissy, kissy man. I could no. just see your nose like shrivel all up right inside of his ugly beard. None of this would have happened if he would have came out and told me that he was on the phone with did that zoning guy. Did he do that? No. That's, no. that's where all this happened. And did he treat you like some kind of like some kind of a slob who didn't even deserve the respect of being told like, hey, just hang on a second. I'm uh, be just a minute. I'm busy here doing something. Yeah. And don't go running off because I'm just uh, an asshole. Well, did he do that? No, he didn't even do that. I think I made that clear to him and he apologized. So what am I supposed to do? If he said he was sorry, you know. I'd go over there next time he runs out in his underwear screaming, I found the Lord. I'd cut something else. I'll get my weed worker out. There you go. It. Now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're finally getting some uh, cojones, man. I'll put the diamond-shaped string on there. Right. <laughs> I'll perform a brisk right there on the lawn. Yeah. 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 So, uh... You talk a big game, Brian, but you're just a priest. Yeah, well, I absolved him. You know, I, I told him... Ah, get out of here. You absolved him. What are you, like the priest of the neighborhood now? <laughs> I told him to do three Hail Marys. Yeah, it's like radio confession again. I know, I know That's the thing with Rick. He's always busy confessing. He never does confess, though. He never makes a mistake. He never, ever fesses up to being like a fascist, right-wing, uh, phony douchebag. Yeah, but other than that, he said he was sorry. Yeah. He was probably smoking the tablecloth and there was what he was doing. <laughs> I'm telling you. By the way, I saw that Sinatra thing. Yeah. That wasn't that. wasn't too bad. I mean, uh, they made him look like a bastard, so. Yeah. Well, you can imagine if she's making him look like a bastard, what the real story is. Oh, okay? yeah. Oh, so wait until he kicks off, and then we'll have uh, something really good to work on. I want to see him kiss up to Giancana. That's supposed to be tonight. So. Is that it? Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, well, you can probably relate to it. Yeah, well. Because uh... I hear there's one scene where he comes to Sam's door with, like, a bunch of donuts. Yeah. And, and he's he ignores waiting, him, right? And he's waiting to cut his, uh, mow his lawn, and Sam just blows him off and says, Hey, I'm busy in here talking to uh, Kennedy's girlfriend. Leave me alone. All right, well... Uh, Rick, if you're out there, mow this. Yeah, right. right. Why don't you call him and tell him mow this? <laughs> like mow green. <laughs> okay. See you, Brian. Bye-bye. You wuss. God.